yeah, no, we enjoy turning to our spirit. And uh, even that may sound a little uh, unusual, but uh, anyway, uh, hopefully we'll see more as we kind of move through this uh, outline. So, um, yeah. Uh, how many were here last week? Raise your hand if you are here last week. Okay, yeah, no, a good number. Because um, I think kind of, um, well, let me ask you this. Who can, who can tell me a little bit, what did we talk about last week? What did Nathan share about last week? Any volunteers? Does anybody remember? Okay, say it again, Aaron. Okay, awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, discerning the spirit from the soul. Um, Joshua, can you help us? Can, can you put the three circles on the, on the board? Um, I think there's a marker around here somewhere, right? Do we have a marker? Where is it, Daniel? Ah, Daniel's got him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and you can label it. No, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Your choice on the color, bro. <laughs> you can, uh, and uh, so, uh, so why don't we... Um, uh, why don't we all read the, uh, the title of uh, tonight's topic? <clears throat> okay, one, two, three, go. Maintaining our spiritual life in college. How about one more time? Maintaining our spiritual life in college. Okay, hey Josh, if you don't mind, you got to make that a little bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. You have like a... Uh, I don't know. You got an eraser? We're, we're counting on Daniel. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you make it big so uh, everybody can see it. You, you can do it over here. The, the, the janitor will come later, so... Uh, yeah. So, uh... So what are we talking about tonight? Maintaining our spiritual life in college, Right? Okay, question. Yes or no? Is that an easy thing to do? Maintaining your spiritual life in college. Yes or no? No. What would you say, Nathan? No. It's, it's not. It's not. Why is it not? Is, uh, is, is our environment on campus, is that just conducive to the things of the Lord? All right. It's actually, it's a counter the way we're going, you could almost say to be a Christian somewhat requires you to be like a salmon, right? You know, what, is, uh, what do salmon do? What does salmon do, Trevor? Well, they do swim, bro. <laughs> but what, what's unique about salmon? Whoa, they swim upstream, right? Big part of their life is going back, going against the current. And anyway, that's a big part of the Christian life is going against the current. Um, so maintaining our spiritual life is not always that easy. Okay, amen, Josh. Wow, amen. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give Josh a hand. Okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> he can handle it. He can handle it. Thank you, Joshua. 
Okay, so then why don't we read Roman numeral one all together. <clears throat> the strategic importance of our spirit, the residence of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Josh gave us these three circles. And uh, so what's this outer circle, Josh, represent? Wow, that's our human body, right? We've, we've talked about this before. And inside every human body is what? The soul of man is kind of your personality. Uh, it's actually, the Bible tells us it's, and actually even if you take a psychology class, it will tell you this, that the soul of man, the psyche of man, uh, soul in Greek is actually suke, it's where we get the word psychology, Psychologists study the soul of man, the suke of man. And even a psychologist will tell you, right, um, Jacob, that um, the soul is made up of our mind, our thoughts. It's also made up of our feelings, our emotions, right? You like, you dislike. Uh, you have joy, you have sorrow. And uh, it's also made up of a capacity to make a decision. The will of Man, this is all in the soul. Okay, but, um, okay. And then we've got this, this mysterious part in every human being called the spirit of man, right? Now, that's not my utterance. Why don't we read Zechariah 12.1, and um, we'll, we'll walk through some verses and, and see a little history about our, our spirit. Okay, all together, Zechariah 12.1. The burden of the word of Jehovah concerning Israel, thus declares Jehovah, who stretches forth the heavens, lays the foundations of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. Okay, this is an awesome verse. It actually mentions the three great acts of God. Who can tell me? What's the first one? Let's itemize here. Heavens. The Lord stretches forth the heavens. And if you know anything about science, they, they, they even say, we, we, are, we live in an expanding universe, measured not in miles, but measured in light years. All right? All right? A light year is the distance light travels in one year with, tra with light moving at the speed of light, which is 600, if I remember right, 600 miles an hour. 600 miles per second. That's how fast travel. Did I get that right? Sometimes I'm, yeah, six. Yeah, I thought, anyway, it's fast. <laughs> All right, I think I got, yeah, I thought it was 600 miles. Uh, anyway, look it up. Um, you can tell me. But anyway, that, so we live in an expanding universe. God stretched forth the heavens. Okay, then what's the second greatest thing he's done, according to this verse? Wow, NASA's got a lot to learn. In this expanding universe, there's something special. There's something unique. What is it? The earth. The earth. How many of them are? Are there out there? Numero uno. The earth. The Bible never says the earth. There's only one. Okay. 
If I was writing this verse, I, you know, I'd probably stop there. Or maybe I might say, and then he formed man out of the dust of the ground. But is that what it says? What's ranked with the creating acts of the heavens and the earth? The formation of the spirit of man. Is the spirit of man important? Is it strategic? Wow. Is the heavens important? Caleb, I hope you're thankful for the heavens. Right? It's awesome. It's where we get our rain, our light. Right? We get a lot of things from the heavens so we can live on this earth. I love the earth, but wow, may I love my human spirit. Okay, God created us with a spirit, and then we're going to just touch this, our spirit. Uh, in Ephesians 2.5, why don't we read this verse all together? Even when we were dead in our offenses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So the Lord forms the spirit of man within him. What was the condition of our spirit before our salvation? Dead. What happens at our salvation with our spirit? Wow, it is made alive. Why did you feel the way you did the day you got saved? Why was there that joy springing from within? Why was there that sense of peace? And that sense of love filling your heart. It's for the first time you got made alive in your innermost being, right? The spirit of man. Okay, so that's what John 3, 6 says. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, right? We were born of our parents. What came out of of them, they are flesh. They produce flesh. That which is, listen to this, born of the spirit is spirit. Does anybody notice? We touched this. Nathan touched it last week. What's the difference between these two spirits? Can anybody tell me? It's printed there. Whoa. Why would that be? Is that a typo? Ah. Who is the spirit? God, the Holy Spirit. Is spirit. What does the spirit give birth to? What does it make alive? Our spirits. Lowercase, right? Our human spirits, right? If it's deity, you better capitalize it, right? Thus, the article the. But the spirit gives birth to our spirit. Romans 8, 16 says the spirit witnesses with our spirit. So again, you have the spirit with our spirit, right? At one time... The Spirit of God was outside of man. And when we get saved, wow. Bingo, right? We got made alive. The Spirit, which was outside of us, comes into our spirit and makes it alive, right? Okay. Then Paul says, for God is my witness, Romans 1, 9, whom I serve in my spirit. Very clear. Does man have a spirit? Now, let me ask you this. Um, um, Are you saying that man has a spirit because I say he has a spirit? Why are you saying he has a spirit? What gives you the boldness to say that? What gives you the assurance to say, wow, I have a spirit? Amen, Danny. Amen. The Bible tells me so. All right? What's important? 
Wow, the Bible. What if you never heard this before? You know, there was one time in my life, I never heard this before. Does that make it not true? For years. I even got, I even got saved. I got regenerated. I got born again. No one ever told me about my spirit. I experienced it, but I, yeah, I didn't know what I experienced other than joy and peace and the separation I had from God. Wow, I felt so close to the Lord. But no one ever told me. My uncle never told me. Hey, Tom, hey, heads up. You got a spirit, <laughs> right? And it's where the Lord will reside. Right? Why don't we read this, second, this other verse, 2 Corinthians 4.22. We can read that all together. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you, right? Where is the Lord? Wow, he's with your spirit, just on. Awesome. This is a believer. He's with us, right? So um, don't be bothered if you've never heard some of this before. Have confidence in the word of God, Amen. right? I, I, um, I wish this was more prevailing in people's, not only knowledge, but in people's experience, right? Sometimes people experience it, but they don't, they don't know how to label it because they don't know the truth, you know, the word. They don't see it in the, in the word. Um, so, um, but it's strategic, right? Why don't we, um, we'll save a little time. Why don't we jump down to 1 Corinthians six seventeen? Why don't we read that all together? But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit, right? So eventually, uh, you know, the Bible unveils to us that not only does man have a spirit, and not only does the spirit come and reside within our spirit, these two spirits really become, what is it, James? One spirit. What does 1 Corinthians six seventeen say, Jaden? One spirit. I hope everyone in this room has had this experience and this joy, this liberty, this freedom of being one spirit with the Lord. Wow. It's precious. It's awesome, right? Um, and um, and um, <clears throat> it's revolutionary. It's revolutionary, right? So uh, as the title mentions, we want to maintain our spiritual life in college. Um, so let's, let's go on to Roman numeral two. <clears throat> okay, uh, why don't we read this all together? The organic aspect of the Christian life. Okay, now here's another kind of unusual word, unless you've had an organic chemistry class. Uh, you probably never, you know, especially in this context, you may never use the word organic in reference to the things of God, right? Uh, but anyway, who can tell me what's, what's organic mean? Okay, not bad. Who said that? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Just on. All natural, right? Uh, it's, it's anything that pertains to life. Anything that pertains to plants or animals is organic. Organic chemistry is different from all the other chemistries. Somebody's had, anyone in here had an organic chemistry class? 
Yeah. Okay, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't raise my hand. I, I had a couple of them. Um, yeah, it's the study of, the, um, of all the molecules and compounds that are made of carbon. Where does carbon come from? Anything living, whether it's a plant or an animal. There's carbon there. And organic chemistry is the study of, of living organisms or compounds that came. Or I should say it's the study of compounds that came from living organisms. So organic means it's something to do with life. So there's a certain aspect of the Christian life that's organic. Thus, the Bible speaks this way. Uh, it pertains to life. Um, um, 1 John 5.12. Why don't we read this all together? He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. Okay, so if you have the Son, meaning you're born again, what do you have? The life, all right? The life. Uh, I don't know if we've touched this. and If we have, it's probably been a while. In our body, what kind of life do we have? It's, uh, you can say it's a physical life, right? Physical, Oop, hello. Physical life. So in Greek, it's uh, bios, right? It's where we get our English word biology, right? Hope you all know what ology stands for. It's the study of the bios, the physical life. If you're a medical doctor, you're going to study the bios. But if you're a psychiatrist, right, you're going to study, you mentioned it, the suke of man, right? And that's, um, actually, that's the Greek word, suke. I sh um, yeah, and then you're going to be, yeah, a psychologist. You're someone who studies the suke, the soul of man. But in the New Testament, there's another word for life. It's actually in this verse, 1 John 5, 12. What's the Greek word? These are all Greek words, right? I think you all know that the New Testament was written in Greek. That's a Greek word. That's a Greek word. All these are used in the New Testament. But then there's a very unique Greek word that's in reference to God's life. What's that Greek word? Zoe, right? So when 1 John says, 5.12, wow, he who has the Son, if you have Christ, you know what you have? The life. It's the life. There's something unique about every believer. In their spirit resides the life. This is the divine, uncreated, eternal life of God. You know, when I got saved, I just thought, I, was, I heard about kind of eternal life, but I just thought it meant I was going to live, keep on trucking. You know, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to, it's just my life keeping on rolling down the road. Wow, how ignorant I was. I was all wrong, Justin, <laughs> right? I got the life because I got the son and I have the life. Why don't we look at the next verse? 1 Corinthians 3, 6. We can read that all together. I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. 
Okay, you got to appreciate this verse a little bit. The I here is the Apostle Paul. And his partner in this commission of God is Apollos, at least here in, 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 in Corinth. And Paul says something kind of unusual. He says, I planted. Apollos watered. But God gave the growth. Did Paul consider himself just a teacher, an instructor, a professor, a scholar in the things of God? No. What did he consider himself? Wow. He's a farmer. He's a planter. Who, who are the plants? Is he out there planting corn? No. I don't think so. I don't think. Where are the plants? Wow. I'm a little plant. I'm a little plant. I've got life in me. What does all life need? Care. It needs water. So Paul needed a coworker. And what did his coworker do? Watered. Wow. If you take care of the organic aspect of the Christian life, you know what happens? Growth. Growth, right? So then in 1 Timothy 4, 6, uh, Paul says to Timothy, be nourished. Wow. He didn't tell Timothy, learn more. Be educated, right? Study harder, Timothy, right? You're too slow. He says, be nourished nourished. Isn't that something organic? Isn't that something of life? There's, you know what? My spirit needs to be nourished. It's kind of a, um, what do I say? It's kind of a uh, paradox. My spirit has Christ. It's received Christ. It has the divine life, which is indestructible. But it's crazy, James. You know what it needs? Maintenance. It needs maintenance. Sometimes I tell it, Lord, it's indestructible. It's eternal. Come on. What's that? <laughs> All right. I need, I need to do something. I need to make sure this life in me is getting nourished, right? So thus we have Roman numeral three. Why don't we read this all together? Caring for and feeding our spirit through the word, prayer, and fellowship. Okay, and then Ephesians 5.26, we can read this together. That he might sanctify her, cleansing her by the washing of the water in the word. How about this? What's in the word? Huh? How about doctrine? Well, I say there's doctrine in the Word, there's teaching in the Word, but is that all that there is? Wow. Who's got a Bible? You got all these, all these electronic Bibles, my goodness. Okay. Ah, thank you, thank you. you. You know what's in that Bible? You know what's in this Bible? Well, the Word, amen. You know what's in the Word? Water. Do you know, this is a squirt gun. <laughs> this is a squirt gun, right, right? Sometimes I got to, I, uh, you know, this is your Bible. I don't want to open it. Maybe it has something personal in it. No. But, oh, really? Okay, okay. But for sure, it's got. I did. My grandma got it for me. 
Oh, sweet. So that's very special. This is grandma's gift to you. Wow. I don't know if you ever told your grandmother, thank you. But you can tell her, thank you. You gave me a bucket of water. (laughs) You gave me a wellspring of water that will never run dry. That will never run dry. My son was in the hospital after almost a near-death experience. And there's many days, many nights, I could not sleep. I was in a hotel room, I don't know, 800 miles from home, and I couldn't sleep. My wife was sleeping. We were in a hotel room. All I could do was go into the bathroom and just sit on the edge of the bathtub and read and read. I I, I could hardly pray, but I could read. And, and, and I'm sorry, sister, what's your name? Katie. Katie. And you know what I got, Katie? Water. Water. There's just a washing. I had a lot of anxiety. I didn't know if my son was going to be a vegetable the rest of his life or what. But, and I, I couldn't even hardly pray that much. And, um, but I knew I needed to stay close to the Bible and stay close to other believers. And uh, I found water. Oh. And there's not only, and what does the water do? It washes us. I don't know if you, as a believer who's taking, learning to take care. I love that song, Travis. We're learning. We're learning to turn. I hope you all come back next week. Next week's going to be much better than this week. Because we're going to talk about turning. But anyway, we're learning to turn to our spirit. We're learning to feed on our spirit. We're learning to take care of this life within us. You know, this, um, this aspect, this organic aspect is somewhat in contrast to just the common aspect. What you hear Christians commonly talk about is Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Is that accurate or not? You tell me. Yes! <laughs> I hope you all can, you know, just jump up <laughs> and say yes. But is that the only thing of my Christian life? Is there just a judicial, is it just a legal thing? Christ died on the cross so he can make payment for my sins and therefore I'm washed. I need to be washed. But there's also this, I got a life in me. This is what changed my Christian life, is I... I got the help that I need to begin to take care of my spirit. Just as I take care of my body, by feeding it properly, by getting adequate sleep, by eating proper food, I can take care of my body. And then I take care of my soul, right? I hope you're all getting the best education possible to develop your soul. But wow, you know what? My spirit. I'm a three-part man. All three parts need to be cared for. And one way to take care of our spirit is to read the word, and, it, and it, the word, as we read, washes us. Okay, why don't we read 1 Peter 2, 3. I've got to stop in just a few minutes. As newborn babes long for the guileless milk of the word, in order that by it you may grow unto salvation, if you have tasted that the Lord is good. Okay, so here, it's kind of interesting. It's, there's not, it doesn't mention water in the word. What does it mention about the word? 
Milk. Milk. Wow. What's unique about milk? What is milk? Chinese, it's, it's, it's neonai. I lived in Taiwan for nine years. Huh? Not nine years, but nine months, nine months. And uh, a little difference, right? I couldn't have survived. My Chinese was not that good. But anyway, neonai, milk. What's unique about milk? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're definitely American, bro. <laughs> right, right. But what's unique about milk? Everybody needs it. I love that advertisement. Everybody needs it. You know what milk is? Liquid food. Liquid food. My son, the first 12 months of his life, yeah, 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 yeah. This is Luke, right? Yeah. Hi, Luke. Yeah. First 12 months of my, my son's life. Eventually, about nine months into it, I asked Rita, I says, uh, hey, Rita, when are we going to feed him? You know, like real food. Oh, he's fine. He's fine. You, you got to learn, don't argue with mom about the little bears, you know, the little cubs, you know. You know. And uh, I mean, we weren't arguing, but I was just kind of, you know, inquisitive. I just thought, wow, when's, when's he going to eat something? I think I'd be getting hungry. <laughs> and uh, 12 months, all my son got is mom's milk, liquid food. You know, as newborn babes, what do, what, what do I need? I'm a newly born Christian. What do I need even daily? I need the milk of the word, Jaden. Thank you. I need the milk of the word. I, I hope you all have experienced this. It's actually very easy. I'd encourage you, just read. Just read. You know, the club, right? We, we do this. We're all in, uh, am I accurate? We're all in 2 Timothy, right? Um, wow, I, I hope you've all gotten a lot of milk. I got milk yesterday. Reading 1 Timothy 5 and 1 Timothy 6. Woo! I just, I was, I was enjoying my milk. Oh, just on. I, I hope you never grow out of milk. I still drink milk, right? I have many kinds of milk. Soy milk, almond milk, dairy milk, right? Anyway, there's a lot of milk in the Word of God, and one way to get it is just read. You'll experience the washing of the water in the Word, and you'll experience that liquid milk that just nourishes you. You get done reading, and whoa, My love meter was kind of low for the Lord. And then I read the word. My love meter. Whoa, I love the Lord. I feel so nourished. I feel so strong, Trevor. Wow. Where's the brother? I want to talk to somebody. Right? <laughs> All right? I want a fellowship, right? Anyway, milk of the word. It will strengthen your love for the Lord. Okay. Ah, uh, Jeremiah 15, 16. We'll read it all together. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your word became to me the joy and gladness of my heart. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading my memory. Uh, I think I'm reciting King James. Okay, uh, why don't we do it again? Your words were found, and I ate them, and your word became to me 
the gladness and joy of my heart. Wow. Okay, so here it's not washing. Here it's not just milk. What's the characteristic about the word? What? Ate it. Ate the word. Katie, can I have your Bible again? Whoa. Okay, there's water in here. There's milk in here. You know what else is in here? Food. I can eat the word. Okay, I'm not talking physical. I think you all got that figured out, right? <laughs> all right. But the Bible uses this utterance. You ever thought about this verse? It's the Lord's pray, prayer. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread. For years, I thought that was physical. <laughs> Oops. Um, I don't know how much you have to pray for daily bread, especially in this country. But wow. Do you think the Lord meant something else? Yes. A spiritual bread. How do you eat the word? Thank you, Katie. How do you eat the word? I'll just, I'll just mention this. You, you know, I like what the verse says. Jeremiah says, I found the words. Sounds like he must have been reading it. I encourage you all, read the word. But as you read, just on, look for something. You want to find something. Find something that touches you. Find something that is speaking to you. And then don't just quickly gloss over it. And just, oh, I got to finish the chapter. Well, slow down. Eating takes time. And you know what you can do? Not just read it. You can personalize it by prayer. You can take the word itself and turn it into a little prayer. Um, you know, if you want to use 1 Peter as an example, right? Maybe you found this word and it speaks. Wow. Hey, I'm a babe. Oh, thank you. I'm a newborn who longs for the milk, the guileless. That just means pure. The pure milk of the word. Oh, Lord, put in me. You might turn it into a personal prayer. Lord, may I long for the word. Maybe, you, maybe the spirit convicts you. Wow, I haven't been longing for the word. I've been longing for Netflix. <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe I've been longing for who knows what. But maybe your prayers, Lord, strengthen me to have this longing. I want to long. Oh, long. Lord, put in me a longing, a desire for the milk of the word. And then that word, as you pray over it, you, you personalize it, turn it into your personal prayer. You know what? And it becomes something to you. Whoa, yeah. Hey, I long. Amen, Lord. Thank you. I long. Oh, I and then maybe you say, Lord, forgive me. Why was I so stubborn? You asked me to read the Bible, and I just kind of uh, kind of resisted. Sorry, Lord. I really long. Thank you. You put in me a longing for the milk of the word. I love your milk, Lord. I love your word. Anyway, and that word becomes in you a joy, even a rejoicing. So you know what you're doing? You're nourishing your spirit. You're feeding your spirit, right? This is taking care of the organic aspect 
of our Christian life, right? If we do this, whoa, the maintenance actually is not that hard. You just, if you just take care of life, right? The trees grow, right? It's kind of, kind of amazing. You fertilize it, water it. Anyway, our Christian life is this way. If I fertilize it, I water it, I grow. 